Welcome to Coordinated Strike. Welcome back to Coordinated Strike. As always, I'm your host, Joe. We've got a jam-packed one for you this evening. I'm going to be talking to you about the stratagems you should be playing in your One Commander game. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty of your One Commander stratagem deck, what you should be playing, and why. So let's get into it. But first, as always, a word from our world-class sponsors. Hi, Phil Swift here for Flex Tape, the super strong waterproof tape that can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Flex Tape is no ordinary tape. Its triple thick adhesive virtually welds itself to the surface, instantly stopping the toughest leaks. I saw this boat in half and repaired it with only Flex Tape. Not only does Flex Tape's powerful adhesive hold the boat together, but it creates a super strong watertight seal. So the inside is completely dry. Could have been worse, guys. It could have been Slap Chap, which uh, I'm making a mental note for next episode. All right, so back to it. Let's talk stratagem decks and stratagem strategies for your one commander game. So one of the things you're immediately going to look at and go is, I don't have a lot of resources at one commander, Joe. Why am I bothering with the stratagem deck? Well, I'm going to tell you why. The reason you're bothering with the stratagem deck at all is the stratagem deck is actually uh, built and designed as the game as a point where you can leverage uh, value out of those tactics tokens more than you could if they were a card or something else. And... I'm going to go ahead and prove it to you uh, through our discussion today. Now, stratagems themselves uh, are exceedingly powerful. They are very potent. Not all of them are as strong as you think, but in the correct situation, they can be utterly game-breaking. So let's look at something simple, and let's look at one that uh, I think regardless of what faction you're playing, you're going to want to take in a one commander game and that is spontaneous healing if you're on the Malaho side of the equation for those playing along at home that is cult of the burning man and gibbering hordes or the uh, basically the exact same stratagem on the earth side which is medic uh, for either abyssinia or king's empire so what is it? For a cost of two scripts, you get to play this and immediately flip one of your assets on one of your units. This is huge. Um, assets, for those that don't know, are how you have additional life, uh, basically additional damage points that your commanders uh, or titans uh, or special units that have the ability to equip said assets uh, can have in the game. And having an asset that ups your wound count effectively means you are able to stay in the game longer. Additionally, these assets, on, on top of having uh, 
damage soaking ability, they're also going to have additional abilities that you're able to activate. And being able to preserve that with uh, a simple two-cost stratagem that does recycle back into your stratagem deck is huge, even at small points games. Uh, what it also means, if you are down on the scoreboard, uh, even if by as little as one, you get this stratagem at a one-cost discount, meaning it's going to cost you one tactics token. And you can't tell me that an asset isn't worth, or preserving an asset and keeping a commander upright isn't worth a single tactics token. Uh, I, I would beg to beg to differ immensely, and that is great value, even at two, still very strong value from this trade-off. And it recycles back into the deck to be able to be purchased uh, in subsequent turns. This has been an asset that has been critical in success for one commander games. Uh, either my opponent using it very successfully or myself using it very successfully. So this is one that I almost always see in the one commander stratagem deck, in my own deck, and in my opponent's deck. It's just too much value in one commander not for it to see a significant amount of play. And it's really where I wanted to start the discussion of your strategy around your stratagem deck in single commander. Now, it is going to vary based on your army composition, your particular faction that you are playing, your allegiance that you're playing, and the allegiance that you are playing into. All of these things kind of are a bit of a factor with a little bit of extra, sprite, extra spice in considerations for the operation that you are playing. So there are certain things that are going to gain additional value based on the operation that you have in play and your unit compositions. So one of the things that has almost zero value for Abyssinia in one commander, unless you've taken a very specific build, is Emergency Repair. Uh, emergency Repair states that you get a Titan back with two assets on it, or you can use it to prevent some damage and draw some cards if you have a Titan in play. So it requires you to have a Titan, uh, something that is not always warranted or feasible at the one commander game. Uh, in order to get value for it, additionally, it's going to cost you four script. This is a situation where it is highly list-dependent and highly dependent on what you are choosing to play. Now, there is a school of thought where you take a very low-asseted or no-asseted uh, Dreadnought in the initial starting list utilize it, get it killed, and then purchase this to bring back a more functional Dreadnought in subsequent turns. I am not a huge fan of that plan because it's still going to cost you between 7 and 8 script to bring a low-cost Dreadnought, when for a few additional scripts you can get a full-cost Dreadnought with just more output and better outlay uh, in comparison to a one-asset or two-asset Dreadnought that has the potential to come back. So I am not sold on that as a one commander strategy. We can talk about that list a little later uh, in a later episode. But 
on a high level in talking about Abyssinia, one of the stratagems you should be playing absolutely every time in single commander is overclock. Uh, overclock has huge value potential. Again, it's a two cost. Uh, it's a two cost asset or two cost stratagem, meaning it's only costing you two tactics tokens at max. If you bring Lord of Steel, it's always costing you one. If you bring Unathi and you're down a point, at least one point in the scoring, it's costing you one. At most, it's costing you two, but it's getting you access to a fresh prototype that you don't have on the field for one of your units, or it is giving you a free shot with a prototype, meaning you're getting a free rocket, or you're getting a free shot from your hot air balloon with your flare gun uh, or you're getting a stab with shock batons it is letting you take that action without having to spend a card and then you can spend a card to put that back in your hand to be able to use later a huge amount of value can be derived off of this single stratagem and you're starting to see the pattern that we're going to talk about which is low-cost stratagems in single commander games have exponential ability. By contrast, high script or high-cost stratagems should not be fully ignored. There are places for them in the game, and they can be absolutely game-winning. Uh, one of the ones that I want to talk about immediately for Earthside is behind enemy lines. Now behind enemy lines allows you to summon in, it does cost you five, five tactics tokens to purchase this at face value, which means if you're down it's going to cost you four, or if you have Lord of Steel it's going to cost you four if you're an Abyssinia player like me, but you're going to be able to bring in a unit that costs six or less now, when you summon it in, you're summoning in a single fire team, but it is getting two reinforcement tokens on it, which is pretty strong. Uh, it means the unit has an ability to reinforce fairly regularly. The opponent has to deal with it. It's going into their deployment zone in the correct operation. This can be a backbreaker. Uh, and it's absolutely something that I would save tactics tokens for because it can be the difference between winning and losing that particular game is having access to this stratagem in your stratagem deck. So don't be put off by the fact that there may be a high-cost, high-value uh, stratagem for single commander. You've got to look at it and kind of evaluate things. And one of the things that you're going to see is I'm going to talk a lot about general assets. And the reason being is general assets in single commander games have quite a bit of impact for sometimes a, a significant cost and other times not as much of a cost as we talked about with Spontaneous Healing and Medic. Uh, but these really are kind of the meat and potatoes of all the stratagem decks that I really value in one commander game, they have the things that you want, which are game-turning abilities if they're high cost. They have recursive ability if they're low cost, meaning you can get them back 
uh, into your strategy deck to buy again. They have a repetitive effect. It's not just a single one-time use effect. If they are a one-time use effect, it's something that is very strong. It's something like reactivating a unit, uh, or it is something like creating a brand new unit deep within enemy territory. These are the things that we're looking for, or it is forcing your opponent to pass so that you can multiple you have multiple activations in a row before your opponent goes with disorienting spell. This is something that's on the Malifaux side, and I think you want to look at it very strongly. Uh, it is a three-cost stratagem. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, it says that your opponent's next action, or next activation, they have to pass. Additionally, you name a... You name an order. Uh, either advance, uh, rush... Or focused effort and the next time they get to activate a unit after not after the past the next time they actually activate and give an order they cannot give that they cannot give the unit they're going to activate the order that you choose really strong ability this recurs it is utterly phenomenal i am a huge fan of disorienting spell uh, it has places in Cult of the Burning Man. It has a lot of places in Gibbering Hordes because it lets you take advantage of just your activations and it keeps you on a little bit more even playing field with your opponent. Now, the pass that it forces them to do does not require your opponent to, to discard a card. So don't think you get all of the advantage out of it. But it can be very strong. Huge fan of Disorienting Spell on the Malifaux side of the house in your one commander stratagem decks. Not to say it doesn't have a place in two commander, I like it there too. I think it has a little bit stronger effect in the one commander game overall. Uh, one of the other ones that you want to look at, and again these are both going to be from the general deck uh, for either Malifaux or Earthside, so we'll talk about the Malifaux one first, is the alternate operational condition. Uh, dominance is that one. So this one says, after you have killed an enemy fire team this turn, if you've killed at least one enemy fire team this turn, you can play this stratagem and immediately earn a point, and then it goes back in your stratagem deck. Again, cost you three, uh, but gives you an alternate way to score regardless of the operation. So, Jibbering Hordes and Cult can be very good at singling out enemy fire teams and removing them every turn. It is something that they can do, uh, and something that in, in Jibbering Horde's case it actually really wants to do because it has an attritional advantage because of Endless Horde. The whole point of that ability is that you start grinding away at your opponent and your stuff comes back and their stuff doesn't. So to get real value out of that, you get to score some points off of this stratagem, which cost three script. I'm sorry, which caught not doesn't cost you three script, costs you three tactics tokens when you buy it. If you're down, cost you two. Good value. I will take three tactics tokens and turn them into a point in a lot of different scenarios. That, to me, is a very valuable card to have in my strategy deck, particularly at one commander. Additionally, if we go Earthside, we have 
alternate alternate scoring condition, Manifest Destiny. You have to have at least one fire team completely on your opponent's side of the board for three of your units. If you meet that condition, you can score a point, and then it goes back in your deck. Manifest Destiny has been key to doing a lot of comebacks and a lot of very good victories in the one commander situation because you can get those fire teams across the board. In some cases, based on deployment, they can get over there very rapidly, and you can start scoring that almost immediately and really give yourself a points advantage against an opponent, particularly sometimes even in a scenario where it may be difficult for you to score in the traditional manner of the scenario, but you can do this because you're going to pressure, hem them in, and in doing so, you're being rewarded for being active in the board state. This is something that I think you should really kind of study, and this is a, this is a part that I want you all to think about, is looking at the stratagems that provide the additional victory points. That is something that I think we all could do with some work with, uh, is understanding them, understanding when and how these trigger, and how to utilize them throughout the game. And understanding that, yes, they are going to cost us some tactics tokens, but we're going to be generating tactics tokens throughout the game as well. And there are ways to help mitigate and grow our tactics token pool. So these are some of the general stratagems that I think you should be very much considering at the one commander level. So what about the specifics? We've talked a little bit about Abyssinia. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and talk a little bit more about them. Um, we've talked about overclocked, uh, one, and we've talked about emergency repairs as a corner case. Overclocked is something you almost always want to take. And for the bulk of the other factions, your one to two uh, tactics token ability, tactics stratagem, that is going to be just a base in your normal in your normal offering for your allegiance, that is typically a stratagem that you want to have in your one commander deck because they tend to be very useful abilities. They often have some type of recursion, and they provide you something that is really strong. So let's diverge for half a second and just talk about the action economy in the other side. So when I talk about action economy, what I mean is typically on a turn, a unit is going to get one action per fire team that was given an order. Commanders are going to generally get two actions, one general action from their based on their order, and one commander action, which is a tactical action that they will get. So this means a commander has effectively two actions per order. When you have a stratagem 
that is giving an action or doing an active quote-unquote attack, it is like having a bonus unit on the field or a bonus fire team on the field. It has that type of effect on the game because you are getting, for a small investment tactics token-wise, you are getting the opportunity to harm your opponent and to eventually utilize that to gain a massive attritional advantage. Put another way, if I have a squad with three fire teams in it, and you have a squad with two fire teams, I have a one action advantage over you on a squad by squad basis. Because you have two bases, I have three. When that unit gets an order, each of the base gets to do one thing. Now, if you have a stratagem, all that gives you an action, all of a sudden, or gives you an attack, all of a sudden, our action economy is equivalent. And we have you have narrowed that attritional gap. Or, if I have that situation where I'm at a plus one, if I have a stratagem that gives me a bonus attack, all of a sudden, or bonus action, all of a sudden, I have a two-action lead over you. And that means I have greater action economy. So now we're starting to see where these little edge cases can start to make a big difference for our stratagem decks. So if we look at something like Cult of the Burning Man, uh, one of these is Fire from the Sky. So when you play the stratagem, you choose any fire team in play, suffer a strength to hit. You may not cheat the penetration flip. Instead of removing the stratagem from the game, you may discard a card. If you do so, place the stratagem back in your hand. It cannot be played again this turn. So again, this is an, this is an opportunity to have an additional attack on anything on the table. So something you couldn't reach or couldn't see, this negates it for a mere three tactics tokens. If you're down points, a mere two tactics tokens. Additionally, you have stratagems that can provide you an additional portal or something to really think about on the two cost level for Cult of the Burning Man in your one commander game is Deranged Laughter. When you play this stratagem, the opponent must name a suit. Reveal the top five cards of your fate deck to the opponent. Draw any cards of the name suit and put the rest into and discard into your hand and, and discard the rest. If one or more of those were a joker, if one or more one or more jokers were discarded, you gain one victory point. So again, for a cost of two, you have an opportunity to draw some cards or cycle through some your deck. And you have a very small percentage chance of gaining a victory point. But for two, not a bad investment for some potential card draw. So let's say it let's say it costs you one because you're down. So if it nets you in one card, it's it's the same. If it does more than one card, you are getting reaping benefit from it. If it happens to discard a joker, you are reaping immense benefit from it because you're gaining a victory point. These, again, small edges that can have a big impact, particularly the one commander level, 
of the game because the one commander level is all about spikes. And I don't mean the Magic the Gathering term. What I mean is there is a lot more luck that is expressed in the one commander game than tends to be in the two commander game because you don't have as many resources to mitigate luck, which means things that give you a spike, i.e. something that helps bring the scales in your favor, has a little bit more oomph in the one commander game than it tends to have at the two commander games. So extra attacks can give you that little bit of extra oomph. Uh, having additional card draw gives you that little bit of extra oomph. Uh, getting additional summon gives you that little bit of extra oomph. Being able to manipulate the board state gives you a lot of advantage in the game that just isn't present if you're just playing your your army into your opponent's army, your company into your opponent's company. These stratagem decks are designed to give you that little bit of edge, and you have control over what edge they're giving you. So while you are giving something up, you are getting a lot back in return. Uh, in some cases, a huge amount of return for very minimal investment. But you are going to be embracing your deck's luck a little bit more. That's just the part that you're going to be giving up. But remember, you are getting four tactics tokens every turn at the start of the turn. And when your commander activates, you're getting tactics tokens from that. You've got to think about how your particular faction needs to go about its initial early turns. And this is going to help turn your stratagem deck on. So one of the things that I see a lot of new players doing is they are not buying enough cards on turn one. So turn one, in many cases, should be about filling your hand and start to give yourself options. Now, one of the things I also see new players do is they go through their hand too quickly. Not all attacks are critical for you to stop. Not all attacks are critical for you to do. Not all damage situations require that you get that just one extra point of damage. Sometimes one is enough because the card in hand tends to be more powerful than the one in the deck because it gives you options for later or it makes your opponent think about what that card could be. Which is a little bit different than how you may have been trained in other card games. But if you have a if you have a card game background, this can actually help you. <laughs> if you have a Malifaux background, this is where you have to unlearn some things in many cases, because you're very much used to your hand refilling every turn. Your hand doesn't refill. Your resources are finite. You have to make choices, and sometimes that choice means you're going to draw cards early and then use uh, tactics tokens later in the game for purchase of stratagems. So it's something for you to consider. It's something for you to think about throughout the game. 
So what does a good one commander stratagem look like? So what does a good one commander stratagem deck look like? Well, it's going to vary, but I want to talk about some general principles for constructing a good one commander stratagem deck. I like to have one to three stratagems between two and three cost. They are going to be sort of the foundation that your stratagem deck is built around is this two to three cost range with about half of your stratagem deck. So typically it's going to look very much like um, either a medic or spontaneous healing. Uh, it's going to look like a dominance or a uh, manifest destiny. And it is going to look... Uh, like one of the on the earth side it's going to look like one of your earth side ones at cost three in terms of the actual factions cost three it's going to vary um, typically activate defensive coils as my go-to in Abyssinia and then in King's Empire you're looking at then in King's Empire you're blessed with having two two cost ones in Keep Calm and Carry On and Bloody Their Noses. Both very efficient uh, two-cost stratagems and something definitely to, to look out for and to think about. For Jibbering Hordes, you're looking at Spawning Moon. Uh, you're looking at uh, Disorienting Spell and Spontaneous Healing. Uh, Call to the Burning Man, Deranged Laughter. And then it's kind of seasoning to taste. Uh, depending on what you're seeing. I liked Fire from the Sky. So then let's talk about the final three cards. Here, it's going to depend very much on the operation and your own personal builds. So for myself, I like to have either two four costs here and one five cost. Or sometimes you can get away with a couple more threes and one four, or at most one five cost. So as a general rule, the final three cards, only one should be highly expensive. Everything else should be in that three to four range, potentially. But again, it's, it's going to vary. Sometimes you're going to have two fives, and that's okay. So, again, general, generally, rules speaking, you want to have about four of your cards cost four or less. And generally, you want to have two of your cards cost four or more. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the split. I guess the, guess the real split would be three cards that cost three or less. And then the other three cards being four or more uh, at most. So that's that's kind of the concept that I want to leave you with. I don't want this to drag on too long. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope this has given you some insight into how to build your stratagem deck for one commander games. It's going to be about efficiency. It is going to be about keeping your resources and understanding when these stratagems should be played. So that's the other part of it.
So the first turn of the game, a lot of it is going to be about getting your initial card draw and building your initial hand, and then trying to preserve that. In turn two, this is where the game is going to start to develop, and you can start to figure out which of the stratagems in your deck are going to be critical to your success within the game. So maybe the game is kind of going in a way where you're going to have to have a very active commander, which means your commander may have to be in an ex exposed, compromised position. This means your spontaneous healing or your medic is going to be very critical for you to have early. So you'll want to grab that in that early purchase turn two. Additionally, don't be afraid to save a tactics token or two from your turn, or from your initial buy on turn one. So instead of buying all four cards, maybe buy three cards and see what, how you can get through your potential draw abilities within your faction. Um, I come from Abyssinia, so we have a lot of draw. Uh, King's Empire has less draw, but they have better filtering. Call to the Burning Man has a lot of ways to get cards into the graveyard or the discard pile and has some benefits for doing so. Not as many benefits and does have some additional draw. Gibbering Hordes has the least amount of draw, but they have a lot of mitigation in that they have uh, additional flips in a lot of cases, particularly in their box set, uh, which is something we're going to explore a little bit more. I want to talk through uh, sort of the box sets again with a little more of a little more of a framework around uh, how they work in the one commander environment. Because one commander is a very different environment from two commander, which is again something we'll talk about in a future episode. So I hope this has been enjoyable to you. Uh, again, you can reach us, uh, cheatedfatesjoe at gmail.com, and you can re reach me on the Twitter, at cheatedfatesjoe. Remember, if you have a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike. <laughs>